Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is April the 4th, 2019, the 4th and the 4th. That's got to be like a Scottish holiday or something. <laughs> this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. How you doing today, Dave? I am uh, doing fantastic. You know, I mean, we got cherry blossoms out, we got a blue sky. Looking good. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. It's... uh. It's been uh, another week. I mean, like, it, 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 if I could do the web all over again, I'm pretty sure I would take um, Twitter and Facebook um, in their infancies and, um, well, I don't think I'd take them out back and have them shot because that's kind of like, you know, violent and cool <laughs> and stuff. But I would, you know, maybe do something really dastardly like dissuade their original programmers from programming or maybe break their fingers or something so they couldn't type i don't know but if i could travel back in time and change things one of the things i would change is i would like um you know limit the uh damage social media could do as a pile-on machine but sometimes social media can also have like um some uh some good and positive outcomes. There was a controversy in our industry over the week, this week, um, stemming from a slide that was used at uh, SMX Munich. Um, and it was a slide depicting a man slapping a woman uh, to illustrate how Google dominates the web. Naturally, the slide caused a lot of controversy and an even greater controversy when the guy who made the slide suggested he did so in order to draw out trolls who would naturally uh, get angry and, and attack the slide. First of all, I want to note that I, I like Barry Adams. I met him a few years ago, and I thought well of him as, you know, I thought of him as one of the good actors in our industry, as long as I've known of him. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to know that earlier, earlier today, Barry Adams published a short post at Medium titled, I made a terrible error in judgment yesterday and would like to apologize. Badams actually really did have something pretty serious to apologize for. And after reading his post a couple of times, um, I don't know. I think he fully gets it and he understands why he had something to apologize for. I was, I was impressed with the apology and I'm personally happy to have read it. But uh, let's reiterate a few things. It's never, ever, ever under any circumstances okay to use images of violence against women to make a point about anything other than the extreme routine of violence against women. It's not okay to use imagery of violence against women in, in your conference slides, even if you're trying to illustrate an uneven power dynamic between Google and webmasters. It's most certainly not okay to use imagery of violence against women to draw out trolls in the bid to... Um, actually, you know, I, got, I have no freaking idea what line of reasoning was going on there, and I'm glad it dead-ended where it did. If you, uh, if you ever feel an urge to use imagery of violence against women to, uh, quote-unquote, own the trolls, you yourself are, in fact, the troll. 
Yeah. What disturbed me the most is that there were people out there who rose to uh, Barry Adams' defense by trying to defend the action rather than defend the person. Again, this is a guy who's been a good actor in our industry for as long as we've had an industry. He did something stupid. (laughs) And it's okay to do stupid stuff. We all do stupid stuff. It's... uh, it's okay to defend your friends. We all have friends who do stupid stuff, given that all of us do stupid stuff. When I do stupid stuff, I love it when my friends rise to defend me. But don't defend the stupid stuff. Defend the person. The people right. who defended the stupid stuff out themselves as thinking it's okay to use an image of violence against women to make a point. Those people got to think about why Barry Adams himself decided to apologize and how he took the time to listen and learn from the people who, you know, who rightly called him out on it. Yeah. I thought good of Barry before this incident and watching what appears to be a person, a personal experience of self growth in real time. I feel even better about the guy after, although I got to admit, I wish, I wish the side had never been created in the first place. Kudos to everyone who had the grace to say something when they saw something. A better industry is possible if we make it that way. Um, and uh, I got to say, kudos to Barry Adams for um, for actually listening to what people were trying to say to him, because this could have gone a different direction. And uh, you know, he he, uh, he he you should read the the, the post in Medium where he actually stands up and says, "Look, I screwed up, and I'm really sorry about it." Yeah, I think he made a made an interesting point. It's funny. It's it's come up a few times in in just different conversations in different ways over over the last um, you know sort of week of my life. Um, but the idea of blind spots and and he brings that up in his post and you know he sort of you know calls himself out and, and sort of word his post goes you know basically I'm a white heterosexual male. I have a bunch of blind spots about other things. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, you know, probably true. Um, and, but to the comment, you know, with, without getting into, you know, any of those sorts of details, um, you know, you, you, you covered them well, you know, if you did a stupid thing, it's one thing for me to say, Hey, stupid things are okay. It's another thing for me to go. Yeah. Jim did a stupid thing that he's better than that. Right. And I think that's what you're saying is that the people who are coming and saying he, he's better than that, but that was freaking stupid. Um, I get yeah. that. I understand that. Yeah, but you're right. It's the, the the people who came to the defense of 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 what was done. That's that's a bit of a problem. Indeed, well, not like, a bit of one. That's a big one. <laughs> um, we 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 really don't have to hurt other people. There are so the, the the nice thing about language and communication is there's it's, it's it's such a wide buffet. There's so much so much great stuff to choose from. Words are amazing. Yeah, and we don't have to. We we we, we can go out of our way to not choose hurtful words imagery. Um, um, or or to, or to depict our ideas in, in hurtful. We, we can do that. We can choose that. Our parents used to choose that, and they just called it politeness. You know, mm. like shoot. Okay, we. I don't want to stick stay on this subject long. I just really wanted to, to mention it because, like, um, uh, but I, 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 I want I, I want to see this as a as a time, as a story about self growth and then and, and actually listening to people, right? Yeah, um, but we got a extraordinarily cool guest on the show today. We have the one and only Barry Schwartz coming on Webcology again, and uh, as it sort of has 
ha- uh, sort of happened. Um, a whole bunch of our news section was written by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, that's funny. As we're uh, for for our audience who may not know, as we're you know before the show and and in prep, Jim and I are sort of bouncing, you know, firing into the chat, sort of all the all the stories that we want to talk about. And there was like four in a row that were just you could see the URLs. It was just SE Roundtable, SE Roundtable, SE. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, here's a different one. This is Search Engine Land. Oh. Look who, who that author is. <laughs> so one of my last ones was, oh my goodness, it's another one by Barry, but here we go. <laughs> I'm dropping in another story. Um, one, uh, just before, you know, because we'll, we'll have months, we can, we can talk about, about lots of good things. Um, but, uh, but one I want to get out, and it's not written by Barry Schwartz. It's, it's over on the uh, AimClear blog, but want to give a big congratulations a few days ago. Um, you're a good friend of mine, Mark Traffigan. Uh, joined uh, joined the Aim Clear team, so good um, acquisition by them, and great, uh, you know, wonderful move for him. And I'm I'm really happy for both of them. Absolutely, um, that was a, that was a great announcement, and eh? it's like things that make you smile. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, and you can just sort of picture it's like, yep, that's that's he'll he'll fit that team well. So I'm I'm really uh, really happy for him. Yeah. Uh, so, congratulations, Mark. Congratulations, uh, Marty, and congratulations, uh, Aimclear. Indeed, indeed. Um, um, okay. So, Google comes out and says, "We did it. We made the web faster." They're very proud of themselves. You see. <laughs> um, so, uh, apparently, Google is is is, is claiming that um, in their you know their speed update algorithm, they have actually sped up the web um, well the number they give is 15 to 20 percent faster these would be like the slowest websites they're now moving say like you know one six to one fifth faster mm-hmm. so good for Google huh <laughs> <laughs> well what do you think about this story like is, is this for real or is this Google saying hey use our new tool yes I mean I hey, you know I, I have a tough time with it because I don't know what all the measurements they're counting is, uh, like they're, they're, they're relying on. If I look at the day before they launched that tool and I look at the speed that servers were able to push out a website, you know, the exact same website, I don't know, a few years before that, the servers were slower. The bandwidth was slower. So I don't know exactly what they're, what they're measuring. And of course, there is just the, you know, David Lee Roth was right. I got his song stuck in my head. Google tells you to, you might as well jump, right? Like we all do. You know, were you like as pushing as hard on speed? Were you like, you know, sort of obsessed with it? Um, well, when Google told you and confirmed it as a ranking factor, you didn't ask, oh, how big? You went, something I can measure and fix. Go, right? Like, that's we all did. Um, you know, so in, in some ways, yes, they will be responsible for a, for a faster, you know, is everybody, you know, are minification plugins, you know, solid? Are lazy load plugins solid, you know, in, in, in higher use now? Sure they are, right? Like, because Google told us to and they're telling us how to do it. Um, you know, but at, at, the, uh, at the same time, the technology to drive and serve websites has also just gotten better. Right? <laughs> the Indeed, servers remember, are faster. Remember, a whole bunch of Google's initiative was because of the the the, the advent of the mobile web and the the, yes. the the speed growth of it. Um, and so one of the one of the metrics they're using is abandonment rate. And Google says that uh, 
they have cut abandonment by 20%. So um, people get a search result, they go to the website, and uh, I guess 20% uh, 20% less frequently, they're immediately clicking back because the website is too slow loading. See, now here's a question for them, though, that I would love to see answered. We also know that there's more featured snippets. Am I just clicking through less for just quick answers? Where now it would just be answered in the SERP, so I haven't clicked a thing. That's, that's growing, right? So have they just gotten better at serving me the answer, so I'm not even clicking? Well, they, they, they did say they've, got a, they've resulted in a faster web, not a faster web experience. <laughs> uh, be, you know, picking hairs, perhaps, but I Google we're talking here. Right, so it may not have to do with, with my site, but basically any whim I have, I can get to it faster now. Yes. <laughs> you enough. need that information. You need it now. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what? Fair, fair enough. And, and you know what? Speaking, speaking of which, and, and um, you know, it's, it's one of Barry's stories, but, uh, you know, if he, if he wants, I, I think he's listening right now. So, um, you know, if he wants to talk about it uh, when, when after, after the commercial break, um, you know, happy to, happy to dive in, but, uh, or, or once more. Um, but Google uh, Voice, search some of the search results are ads and they're not disclosing it what do you think jim <laughs> I, I i had had to, to post this up and you know cindy crumb jumped on it too with like no you you can't do that but i never really thought about how do you frame that on a voice search right like what you can't just put a little colored and then lighten that no. color and almost make it blend color what add what you could do is put a little bell, um, a little ding, a little indicator um, that this is an ad. Um, you could have a narrator's voice saying, this is an ad. Um, for that matter, you could actually just have a stock voice that is used for ads, and that voice is only ever used for ads, right? And Well, and again, but you also have a stock voice that is used for your search results. It's not like you have a mul multiplicity of voices, a choir of voices inside your, uh, your, 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 your Google device. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's being – your search results are being read in uh, one voice. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can have it uh, – <laughs> maybe they can have it italicized. <laughs> hey, this is an advertisement. <laughs> chipmunks on uh, but I, I don't know how they're going to deal with that i know i know for sure that's not going to play well over in the eu um maybe not in italy and it, it's not going to do well um here that is a problem it needs to be disclosed um so i'm not sure how they're going to address that i hadn't really thought of the problem until i was reading an article that oh okay they're they're actually actively not doing that and i'm like right i i need to know yeah they're sort of hiding it as best they can or sort of minimizing the impact on my eye of noticing that it's an ad but um but actually that is a legal issue they they do have to make note of this that's um yeah. i wonder how they are going to do that because there is that there is the seo conspiracy theory out there that um the the uh vocal web will you know kind of make it a paid placement world all the time and thus make the SEO world kind of unemployed. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I buy that theory or not, but um, cause that's, again, I just don't think actually, you know what? People will accept anything as long as you give it to them in a package, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a shiny so, package with a bow, but yes. 
Yes, uh, very <laughs> indeed. Okay, you know what? We um, I'd like I'd like to have gotten to a couple more stories, but given that Barry wrote most of them, we'll probably be able to get to them anyway. But we really got to take a break, and we got to get we got to get Barry on, on the show, or he'll just be sitting in limbo all afternoon. So, on behalf of Dave Davies of Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and you're listening to Web Quality on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the fourth of April, twenty nineteen, and uh, stick around. We have Barry Schwartz from Search Engine Roundtable and Rusty Brett coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim. Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, uh, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of April, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we're joined by the one and only writer of Webcology, Barry Schwartz. Uh, Barry Schwartz from Rusty Brick and uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Barry, welcome back to Webcology again. No, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it's it's always amazing having you. And I got to ask you straight up, what the heck was Google talking about this time? I, I don't even know on what issue. It doesn't really matter. Just fill in the blank. <laughs> I mean, you you were talking about the the Google Voice ad stuff, and they did offer a clarification saying that they are not ads. Um, 
so they did respond, and if you take a look at the Search Engine Land article uh, from April 2nd, Greg Sterling has an update to the story where Google said um, you can automatically apply for these Google guarantees, uh, guarantee when you sign up for, for local service ads, but they are not necessarily ads. They're not paid but, advertising. But did Danny Sullivan pull out that, 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 that golden watch again and have it going back and forth? And he's like, these are not ads. These are really not ads. You do not believe these are ads. Like, how, how does that work? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not involved. It's more of like an ad uh, response. Danny Sullivan had nothing to do with that response. I was. Okay. Really I apologize. Uh, I'm just at, I just looked up uh, the Search Engine Land story about it because I knew Google sent some revised statements about that. Um, I think we're trying to get clarification of where could you actually enroll for these without paying. Um, so we're still waiting for a response on that. Uh, but that would be interesting to see if they say, well, you can't enroll unless you do ads, but they aren't ads, but you need to have ads to do it. So that would be interesting. I'm curious to see what their response will be. Google has, um, there was an article in Salon a, a couple of days ago talking about Google nixing its own reputation by, well, it's basically uh, having a slaughter of Google services to open 2019. Um We've gone from the, the, the really big stuff, uh, Google Plus, to uh, some of the more obscure stuff, like Google Inbox. Um, is there – you, you kind of got a pipeline in, 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 into Google. Um, do Googleites ever talk about, about this sort of thing? Like, like what, Did anybody say anything to you about how they felt about canceling Google Plus? Um, yeah, I, not, I mean, there are some Googlers who are, are, are vocally upset about it, um, although Google Plus has been dying its own death, to be honest. Um, so, but I know John, people like John Mueller, like, he, he's been using a lot of these, like, he's, for his, like, weekly or, you know, bi-weekly uh, video hangouts, he used Google Plus initially for, like, kind of, like, broadcasting that and managing Google Plus hangouts. Uh, with, with the Google, they removed the abilities to do, like, Q&A in there. We had to figure out another way to do Q and A. Um, Google Reader went away, and everybody was, and Google was upset about that. Uh, so, I mean, the list goes on and on about you know Googlers being upset about removing specific features. Um, even just uh, yesterday, I think Matt Cutts was like, "Oh, now that Google Plus is gone, can we add the Plus operator back to Google uh, Search?" Um, so Danny Sullivan responded with a tweet that. Matt Cutts once offered him when Danny was a reporter and, and Google, Matt Cutts was at Google saying he'll escalate that to the team and see what they could do. He basically copied and pasted, uh, pasted Matt Cutts' tweet. Uh, Danny Sullivan copied and pasted Matt Cutts' tweet from back, you know, five, ten years ago uh, <laughs> to repurpose that, which is, again, the whole Danny Sullivan and Matt Cutts, like, switching roles is like a whole, I still, it's like my whole world is upside down still from that. Indeed, but the ironies are, uh yeah. It's just so much fun. I mean, it's just like, seriously, these are the things that make the world go around and make the world fun to live in. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I'm glad about that. I mean, the whole Rel Next Prev, I'm sure you guys discussed that. It's, it's just the info <laughs> command going away. I mean, it, it's, there's a whole graveyard. There's like a website, just a graveyard of like what Google has built and killed off. Um, well, and that's the, thing, that's the web. I mean, they have to, you know, you have to like build stuff, try things and fail and then move on. Uh, of course, Google has the money to do that. Most of us don't. So it's it's nice to see at least them celebrate their failures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely! <laughs> if 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 one calls that a celebration, the uh, the 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 rel um rel equals previous next is kind of a curious one, given that they haven't supported it in what like eleven years. Um, <laughs> they didn't tell us when they actually got rid like of it. That, yeah. How do you reckon stuff like that slips past us? Um. 
it happened once before. Um, it happened with, uh, I'm trying to remember, um, what was it? Uh, um, was it authorship? No. No, no, no. We, no they, they, they said straight up about authorship. I know Rank Brain we found out about in the fall, but they'd like come in going, yeah, we did that in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what they did. They did it one more time with something else. It wasn't Rank Brain. Rank Brain was like, they just, again, they probably wouldn't have even told us about. The algorithms don't really tell us much about. Uh, but not supporting things after the fact is something that is uh, rare for Google to at least admit. Um, so um, it's just interesting to see them actually admitting that. And they didn't even tell us when they stopped supporting it. They just said, we don't support it. We haven't supported it for a while. Um, and that's just pretty upsetting because... You know, obviously, I can't tell you how many resources and, and time that SEOs and developers put into it, uh, assuming that Google was actually respecting it. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard to test, of course. It's hard to test that type of stuff and say, hey, we had it before, we didn't have it, is it doing, us, doing any better? Because it's kind of like this you know, magical little markup that you add to your site and assume Google would actually listen to it. Um, and all of a sudden they don't, and they're like, hey, they're messaging around that was like, yeah, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. I mean, yeah, every, <laughs> everything has changed. I mean, nothing has changed. Rel Prev Next doesn't, is not supported and hasn't been supported for a while. And Google's like, yeah, that's what we're telling you. Nothing has changed. It hasn't been supported for a while. I'm like, come on. That's not the messaging you should do. You should say we messed up. And thankfully they offered an apology on Search Engine Land about it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, what advice they should come out with a new blog post saying, you know, this is what we're recommending people do on, you know, e-commerce category pages, on article, you know, paginated pages and stuff like that. They should come out with like clear advice on what people should do um, because nothing has changed. So, Well, that's a good point. I mean, I think one of the things why they, they could rightfully go, you know, we saw how the, how the web worked and, and we realized we really didn't need to do this. I, I can understand why the SEO community was upset, of course, because you hit a spot where it's like, well, what, if you don't tell us this, what else don't you tell us? Yes, this might be inert, but that doesn't mean the next thing will be. Um, and it would be, you know, if they even come out with the clarification going, well, page rank never flowed through it. So if your only way to get to this page <laughs> was through this, you know, prev, prev next, then these pages weren't going to rank anyway because you weren't getting page rank flowed through to them or, or, or something like that. Um, no, speaking of you know, sort of things that Google has to clarify. I need to know how much you roll your eyes. Now, there's been two stories you had to report on <laughs> just this, this, this week. Um, we had John Mueller having to respond to if a roboted page outranks, um, you know, one, one that is, and, um, you know, what do I do? And, and John basically had to go, yeah, you got to look basically at your page, uh, <laughs> you know, because if, if something that you've told us not to look at is deemed as more relevant than the page that you're telling us to look at, look at that page you're telling us to be relevant because there's something wrong there. Um, and then the ranking fact, you know, the, the person complaining on, on Reddit about, you know, my page speed score is so much better than this other oh, guy. He still outranks me and he going, yeah, it's kind of John's way of saying, you know, your site sucks, right? <laughs> you know, your site must be bad if, if you know, if we're not a level playing field. How how much do you, do you sort of have to report on this stuff? And it's great. I mean, I, I appreciate that you're there slogging away every day because, you know, you're, you're one of the sites I visit each morning um, to sort of make sure I'm keeping up on stuff. 
But how much you hit stories like that, because these aren't unique, these are just the two from this week that I noticed, and go, wow, like some people really don't understand even the nature of the question they're asking. You just see the stuff I don't cover. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly, it's it's funny because the things uh, that like the roboted out pages and the the thing about the you know the score, the page rank, uh, the speed page, you know, ranking F and stuff like that. Those two articles, I'm like, I don't know if I should write it. It's kind of funny. Maybe I should write it because I think it's funny. But then the way I write it, I can't, you know, put too much. I'm a very sarcastic person. My, my, the way I talk to people, the way I ch- talk in general, like, uh, sarcasm is my, is my flavor. Um, but I got to be careful about that because I've written some things that really insult people. Um, not to talk about the initial thing you were talking about when I first got on the phone, listening to you guys talk about, you know, some controversy in the industry. Um, but in general, I, I, I tend to be sarcastic and I got to be careful about how I word things. You know, should I make fun of people who don't know anything about SEO? No, it's not fair. But I know my readers on Searches and Roundtable are pretty advanced. I mean, they tend to be more advanced than um, readers of other blogs because, you know, they know I follow this stuff and I don't. I just I write things in a very short fashion. I won't explain things when I write things. I, I hate listening to people who speak and they repeat the same thing 500 times because just say the point once and move on. You don't have to explain what you're saying. Just say the point. We got it and move on. Um, but sometimes these these articles just like blow up. Like you know, 20 comments about you know the concept of you know if a roboted out page ranks better than other pages on your website, then you got issues. Of course. I mean that's. You know, SEO 101, but people love that stuff. And I'm surprised by some of the things that I write that really, like, get a lot of attention, uh, whereas the, some of the bigger stories that are more important sometimes don't. Um, well, uh, that was yeah. that's the weirdest thing. I used to put so much effort into certain articles, and nobody cared, right? But then I'd write a, throw, a throwaway one about my cat, and everyone was into it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fun. That's the beauty, I guess, of the web. <laughs> it's like, and I think Rand Fishkin was tweeting about it. Like he could write, like he could spend like days writing something, and then it would get nothing. And then something he writes, like spends like five minutes or twenty minutes writing a story on, would get a uh, tremendous amount of like you know, you know, traction and engagement and stuff like that. Which is why Twitter, like, Twitter is popular, I guess, because people spend five seconds writing a tweet and you never know what happens there. <laughs> was there was there a story that you put out either on Search Engine Land or uh, uh, SE Roundtable that um, that you think should have gotten more attention? I can tell you stories that I po- posted that I think should not have gotten so much attention. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> Uh, it's like the one site or the one page on my website that I have a, that I exclude in my robots.txt file. <laughs> um, it's about I thought it was hilarious, but it, it really got crazy attention. It was a story about how a girlfriend was so upset with her boyfriend that she spammed Google Images um, with like just a, a meme about the boyfriend, like a picture, and then like all these like memes. So if you did a search on some topic. Um, in Google Image Search, his name, you would see billions of photos with, like, memes of that boyfriend. And I thought, it was, oh, wow, this is amazing. You have a girlfriend. This is back in, like, 2011. You have, like, a, a girl that knows nothing really about search, but thought it would be funny to do this. Um, use Google Image Search to get back at her boyfriend. And they have the main, you have basically real people, not SEOs, but real people using Google Image Search to go ahead and um, get back at their boyfriend. I thought that was hilarious. But then all of a sudden, it went on to, like, Back then, it was like what, dig and sla- and slash dot and all these like crazy 
and made all these major websites, even got onto TMZ. I'm like, whoa. So, <laughs> so I, get, I get like emails and like legal letters from the boyfriend's parents saying, oh, oh my this. God. I'm like, I, that wasn't the intent. The intent was to show how real people are using Google search in a spammy SEO way that I thought would be amazing to highlight. Uh, so I actually like, you know, I'll robot it out. I don't really care if it gets the traffic and stuff like that. I just wanted to share it with my audience. Uh, but that was like, I didn't even think about would that kid be upset that I wrote an article about it. And nor did I think it would get attention. TM, once TMZ covered it, it was, that was it. It was like, you know, <laughs> it's done. It's all over the place. Um, that's so that, that almost that, sounds like that that Lyndon Ancliffe story uh, when he when he made up the, the the fake story about the kids and the, and the credit card. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. That's the, I guess the beauty of the web. But <laughs> um, yeah, I can't really think of like a story that I would say like didn't get attention that I thought would. I'm sure there's always cases here and there that of things that I write to be like, why didn't this get as much more attention? Um, no, I mean but, it, 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 does it ever happen that something is critical happening out there? Um, there's been, a, for instance, there's been a, there's been a ton of uh, of updates at Google, and they, Google's been out there announcing we've updated this, we've updated, we've made an update, and then they made the uh, March 2019 core update, the one that was uh, mislabeled Florida too, um, which, as it turns out, was actually a, a fairly significant thing. Um, but the coverage of updates over and over and over again, people are just sort of like they just shrug their shoulders, right? Does it ever happen that you cover something and? People really should have paid attention, but they didn't. Um, I mean, I think with the update stories, if you've, I, I, there's probably it depends. Like some months, I won't write a story about an update, and then some months, I'll write a story about an update every other every few days. Um, but and people, like you said, they just see it so often that they come numb to it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, again, it's hard to say. You know, what story is? I mean. Again, like a story getting on TMZ and like on the front page of Dig back in the day, or um, really, really getting a tremendous amount of traffic. That has, to, I mean, in our SEO world, it has to go beyond our SEO world for it for me to notice that it's like something big. Like <laughs> for uh, for a story to get you know tens of thousands of, of visitors in a single day, that's not a big deal in the SEO world. But if it gets hundreds of thousands of visitors in, in a single day, or you know, you know, millions of visitors in a single day, that that's insane. Um, so I do expect, you know, the stories I publish to get a certain amount of engagement, and they do. Um, but nothing really like, you know, why, you know, I, I don't think I would write something and say, oh, why didn't this get more attention? Um, because, again, it's a very limited, we think we live in a, in a big world, but our SEO world is our little own community that, you know, is pretty tight. And I think the people especially who are reading this stuff on a day-to-day basis are, are pretty tight um, in terms of what's going on. Well, I remember. I remember a time when you could actually visualize all the SEOs in the world. That's that's, that's how old we are. Like, remember, that, remember that, that first conference in New York where we met each other? That was pretty much the entire SEO world was there. Yeah, now, I think so, but I mean, there's so many people behind the scenes. Like, there's they don't talk about it. They just do their work. They're you know, they're a lot of people that you don't really know. I mean, the public SEO world, sure, but yeah, I don't but, know if it's. Well, the point, my point being is now there are just tens or even hundreds of thousands of people in the industry um, in, the, in the last 20, in 20 years, eh? Yeah, um, I guess so. But still, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people versus, you know, people who are reading, like, you know, entertainment news versus SEO news. It's like you can't compare. It's like tiny fraction. Like, you, you go to these conferences and people recognize you and you think you're, you know, it's like – 
like my wife would come to a conference or two like oh my god you're so famous i'm like no it's just a tiny little world <laughs> um in the seo space you know it's like it doesn't mean anything it's you know it's a small thing it does mean something but of course it's not like you know you know what i'm saying it's all no, like, in, in, in the real world we're just these yeah. guys yeah, I mean, you walk into a into a store. It's very rare for anybody to recognize you. I remember, like, one time I was at a Dunkin' Donuts and some guy walked over to me, "Are you the Barry Schwartz?" Blah, blah blah. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, that's like crazy. But that never happens. It's like <laughs> that happened like once every like two years. You know, it's nothing significant. And that's the world we live in. It's a very small, tiny niche. Um, so it's hard to say. You know, we write a story that you know you think should do very very well, and it doesn't because you know what's the benchmark for very very well? Maybe well, I'm, again. It's not that you think it should do well. I mean, as, as writers, we all want our we all want more readers, we all want our stories to to, to quote unquote uh, do better. But in this case, um, you're not just a writer; you're also an informer. You're 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 you're, you're somebody who's like bringing critical information, often first to bring it um, to the industry, and and that's what I was getting at. Is there was there a piece of information, something Google dropped that you know you you you, you got down, but for some reason just slid into the ether. I mean, it, 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 maybe at first, like when AMP first was released, maybe the SEO community didn't really take it seriously, but, you know, they keep pushing and we keep oh, writing and, and they keep adding more features and then eventually people take on, you know, take take it on. I mean, there's different things that, you know, people won't take seriously initially, maybe, maybe, and then they'll wait for it to catch on and then they'll start taking it seriously. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I know some folks in the SEO industry who are wondering if Google's taking apps seriously. Um, well, they keep adding you know more resources to it, but yeah. Well, <laughs> they certainly have a lot to throw around, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we got we got to do a uh, quick uh, two or three commercial commercial break. Break. Can we get you to stick around for a few minutes? Of course. Thank you. Um, so, friends, you were listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 4th of April, 2019. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your (laughs) SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Jamming and spamming. Cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. (laughs) 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of April, 2019. Spring has finally arrived. Get out get there and enjoy it before summer is over, eh? Because... It all moves so quickly. In fact, it's about time to start talking to your clients about Christmas, is it not, Dave? It, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's about time to write an article on that to remind folks to to get going for for Christmas. Um, and the, you know what? I, 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 I'm looking at the and, and I had to, uh, do, you know, of course, pop up the the, the robots.txt file over to SE Roundtable. Take a look at what is this article? <laughs> and, and you know, the, the most interesting thing to me about it, I mean, other than uh, exactly what Barry's point was, it's interesting to see sort of just every person spamming. Um, but actually in this screenshot going, oh yeah, that's what Google search results look like back in, um, you know, back in 2011. And, and hat tip to Barry, and, and, and we're, we'll dive into a couple in, in just a minute here, but... Um, I like to keep up on these layout changes that Google goes through. And in fact, I did a, did a slide deck, um, you know, for, for uh, PubCon Florida and was chronicling all of them in the month before. And it was in March and I chronicled all of them in February. And I rely on, on Barry a lot to, to sort of keep me up to date on, okay, what's going on? I mean, you know, I'll pull some from Twitter, but usually Barry, you, you have them even if I found them on Twitter first. Um, 17, right? So how many... How how long have you been chronicling just these little tweaks and tests, do you think? Like, when, when did they really start to, to amp up? I didn't really notice, but I know it used to not be 17 little tweaks and changes to the layouts in a month, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're getting really aggressive. Do you know about when they started to really pick up and go, we're trying to eke out every little thing out of a user um, here? Yeah, no, I guess that's Marissa Myers, you know, thing when she was at Google. I think they've been doing it forever. I mean, uh, I mean, they obviously had less resources when they first launched back in the '90s, but um, I think the big first big one was like when they called came out with a Google Jazz interface in 2009 or so. Um, I think that was like they called it the Google Jazz interface. I don't know at least we called it that. Um, and it was basically a more, that's what you're looking at, I think, what you see in 2011 mm-hmm. on the image search, the icons and so forth in the, in the search results, making it more jazzed up, um, was something that Google made a big change with. Um, so probably then, but they were always testing things. I remember like always recovering like, some of the larger changes in terms of interfaces because there's so many small things on a day-to-day basis that they do. Uh, like move an icon over a little bit, uh, a few pixels, change the color slightly. Um, even like the thing that you're leading to right now in terms of like testing icons in the new top search bar as well as in the search inter- interfaces, which we covered I think this week and last week. Yeah. Um, even that, somebody got annoyed at me. Like, why are you covering this? It's not going to help us do better with SEO. I'm like, first of all, don't tell me what I can write about on my own site. <laughs> and second of all, you know, it's interesting to track the changes that Google makes on a, on a, on a certain basis to see, you know, significant changes in, the, in their user interface because I think, you know, it might, interf- it, it, it might help you guys understand, like, you know, Google might be doing well today, but they kill off this product, they make changes to these products that are doing well. That means that you probably should be updating your website, your design, your, your, your content, and so forth 
also don't stay stagnant. Don't think everything's going to be fine in the future. You got to keep making things better and trying new things. Well, I really like your, your point there. And it's funny. I was thinking about it just yesterday um, where they're testing and, and it was you who'd covered it um, where they're testing using icons in the, the map, like the sort of snack pack or local pack, um, you know, and, and, and they're testing that. And I had to start thinking because they're, they're testing icons a lot lately. Um, and to exactly your point, my immediate thought was after seeing that latest one, I'm like, okay, they're doing this a lot. They're obviously trying to do that for a reason. Are they trying to get rid of text instead of using, you know, taking these big blocks to describe something to me if they can get me super familiar with just recognizing these icons as a thing? Um, you know, now what can they do with that space where they had to tell me what that icon was, right? Now they don't, um, if I can f familiarize myself with it. So you're right. I, I think it's incredibly helpful. Um, but you do that. I mean, it, it's one of the things that I find most interesting. Um, and your exact point is, if Google's doing that with their interface, what do they expect, right? Like, what do they expect from you <laughs> if they're doing 17 changes plus in a month? That was only the ones I picked up on. So uh, I think it's valuable advice. But of course, I also really love that. This is mine. If you want to write about something different, go go get yourself a blog and good luck making it as popular as mine. <laughs> like, uh, that's a. I mean, I know you probably worded it more diplomatically than that, but that would have been. No, I didn't. I was. I did not at all. I and mean, you can take. I'll send you a link to the comment. I. I it just. I, I. You know. I mean, the search roundtable. I don't really. I don't do this for the money. I. I it's really. It's a, a true passion project, and it's my personal blog, and I would love writing whatever I want to write about, and I like sharing it with people. So I, I even enjoy enjoy those comments where people try to like troll me and try to do that. I enjoy that. I. So I look forward to that. Um. <laughs> I learned not to let them troll other people because it upsets people. Uh, but mm -hmm. go at me. I mean, if you guys are listening and you guys hate me, just you know, I enjoy the I enjoy people trying to like troll me on my own site. So go for, go for <laughs> it. I, I I I might add to all those people who who are thinking of going and trolling Barry right now. You probably have something better to do. Otherwise, go for it. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you probably got something better to do. <laughs> no, I know Barry. I was uh, I was sort of ribbing you the other day, but do you ever feel um, just that 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 instinct to go? You know, I could actually just script a poll from a few of these sites, like SEM Rush or whatever. These sensors that are that are paying attention to you know what's going on, and and just script in a. Uh, you know, Webmaster World forums are a buzz with talks of an update, and then just inject these pictures <laughs> because it yeah. seems like you're talking about them every day. Well, it's been a lot in the pet in March, um, but if you look before that, I mean, it was pretty slow in January um, and so forth. Um, but that being said, it's still like that that type of post. Google may be doing an update is very templated. It's the same structure, uh, intro what the webmaster world forum maybe blackhead forums are saying quote some people and then screen cap uh screenshot a bunch of the tools the interesting part is with those tools you know the people who make the tools they actually come to me a lot and saying you know this is what we're seeing are you seeing this also especially when they're in development mode and they're making tweaks to it so they're asking me am i seeing uh from the chatter in the industry what they're seeing from the fluctuations in their tools um and when they match it's great and they often do match now um back in the early days they didn't always match so well. Uh, but, yeah, usually when I see the chatter spike off in the forums, I then look to see if the tools are showing it. Usually Moz is, like, the one tool that's, like, a day behind for some reason. Right. Um, and it's not, and I have to, like, wait until, like, later in the afternoon to update that screenshot. 
but usually the chatter flows with the with the tools. And yeah, it's a template. It's because I want people to, you know me. I'm I'm very strict about being consistent about what I do, um, and I always have that same type of structure when I write my stories at Search Engine Roundtable. Um, and I think that consistency is good for writing, uh, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I could definitely make a robot to probably automate <laughs> most of that. <laughs> When you're writing about the updates, do you ever get a sense? Or does does first off, does Google ever give you a sense when one is more critical than others? So back in the day, Google would give us heads up about like, all right, we're releasing a new update called, you know, Panda or Penguin or something like that, some major algorithm update. Now they haven't done that in ages. Um, so then, what I do is, if I see some type of chatter. I'll first cover that chatter when I see think it's like more significant chatter. Everybody's complaining every day, as you know, uh, about the rankings. But if the rankings complaints or something like that like spike to an unusual level where I think it's like, all right, this is something significant, I will cover it at Search Engine Roundtable. I'll then see what the engagement level is on the comments and Twitter and social media around that post. And if I see, yeah, there's something really here outside of just maybe a tweak to an algorithm, like about a bigger algorithm update, I will then email Google and say, you know what, we need something here. Can you give us a statement? Um, and most of the time they won't get back to me, but now with Danny Sullivan there, they'll be like, so they will get back and say, yeah, either there was a core update or no, it's the core update still rolling out or um, we don't want to talk about it, no comment or something like that. I, I might have asked you this before, and I, I apologize if I'm being redundant. I also apologize if I'm if I'm getting too close into a into a personal relationship. But when Danny first got his job as search liaison at Google, how was the process of setting boundaries about what can and can't be talked about? Um, first of all, I didn't even know that he was when he left Search Engine Land. Um, he was just looking to do something completely different. Um, and then after he started working, when he announced that he was working at search engine at uh, Google, I didn't know. Um, he, you know, I, he reached out to me after the fact when he made the announcement and said, hey, I'm sorry I didn't let you know before, but, you know, this is what's happening. And, you know, it was a great opportunity for, for me to work inside of Google and do what I love doing is telling people how search works. And now I have the inside scoop and I can communicate with inside Google on how Google search works. So that was good for him. And there's strict boundaries. I mean, the boundaries, we didn't really go through the boundaries. It's like he has to go through the normal procedures and he's not telling, he doesn't know any secrets. I mean, it's not like he can read code. Uh, you know, he doesn't carry the algorithm. So, um, <laughs> And even if he can, it's like, you know, the algorithm is so sophisticated that not one person really fully understands it. And if you understand it, okay, you have to write great quality content. You need quality links. You know, it's the same thing. It's not like anybody who left Google and now does SEO is a better SEO than, let's say, you guys. I mean, it's, you know, a certain process. And there's tons of Googlers that have left Google to do it, to start SEO companies. Um, and they don't really have any competitive advantage. Um, so it's not like I get any inside information because, I worked with Danny for so many years, and I would consider him a friend. Um, it's not not that case at all. Well, no, but as a, as, as a journalist, I, um, I mean, as a spokesperson, I'm sure the stuff he wants to tell you, he just wants to, but but he can't, obviously. Like like it's, and as a journalist, the stuff you just want to ask, but there is that unwritten, unspoken boundary, right? Like, and you don't want to make it, you know, you don't want to um, you're making him uncomfortable, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess the big thing is, like, I, w I always want to interview him. Um, and I would love to have, for him to come to an XNX show and be, like, a Matt Cutts on the stage back when he was interviewing Matt Cutts. And he won't do it. Um, he doesn't – he simply – at least not yet. He doesn't want to be on stage. Um, he doesn't want to give, like, his old company any, like – 
advantage because he worked there. He doesn't want to show any bias. Mm. So in fact, it's probably working against me and Thor Door Media and XMX and Searching Around the Table and Searching Land because he had that relationship. He doesn't want to show any bias there. Um, so if he ever does speak at a conference, it probably won't be XMX first, I would guess. No, I just, uh, I just saw a wanna... big smile break out on Lauren's face and then Brett's face. Big <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, you know, doesn't, uh, I would just love to, you know, if, if they get to interview, if they're listening, uh, and he agrees to speak, and Danny Sullivan agrees to speak at any of their conferences, or anybody who ever runs a conference, please have me do the interview at your conference, because, you know, I have the history, I, I, I could, I would have a blast with there, and of course you have, but I would, I would love the opportunity to, uh, you know, sit one-on-one with Danny Sullivan in front of an audience and just, you know, drill him. Now, I know we only have a, a couple minutes left. One of the, to me anyway, big stories, and I just wanted to get your, your quick feedback on it. Uh, Martin Split from, uh, from Google, who's, for, for folks who don't know, does, does a lot of their, their JavaScript stuff, uh, he says he knows the date um, that Google will be launching a new rendering engine. What do you think the significance will that, of that will be on search, if any? Okay, so... First, yeah, I mean, the significant on search is, you know, JavaScript, meaning Google bot will be able to render any web page like Chrome could render any web page today. Right now, what Chrome, Chrome is rendering is, is a lot way ahead of advanced than like what Google bot sees. And the goal is to close that gap. And Google's been talking about closing the gap between what Chrome could see versus what Google bot could render. Um, they've been talking about that for probably years now, probably longer than years. Um, uh, and Martin Split is saying, that, yes, they are working on it. I think, I'm not sure if that tweet covering what he said in the Q&A was accurate. Um, some people were saying that was a joke, that he was joking that he had the date. Um, either way, um, I'm not sure. It doesn't make a difference if he has a date or not because we don't know what the date is. Um, but and we all know that Google is working towards it because if Google could render the web like any of us see the web on our browser, that's the ultimate goal. And it's easy. They could do that with HTML pages. That's not a problem. But when it comes to JavaScript, React, um, Angular, all that type of like JavaScript-based frameworks, it takes them days, if not weeks, if, if they even get to it, to render those pages. And that's going to change uh, Google's index. Well, I could you imagine if, 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 if people know that Google will actually be able to render this kind of content, the experimentation that can happen, that's going to be very cool. Yeah, and it could reduce any spam impacts around what people are doing in a spammy way with JavaScript. It could also, um, you know, whole, whole thing around dynamic rendering and all this other type of stuff could go out the window. Um, a lot of SEOs don't have to worry about, you know, all these frameworks and stuff like that, but it seems like they're pretty far away. Um, is it oh. the end of the year? Probably not, but I don't know. Oh. I don't have any insight. Okay, we have got to go. Um, I, I, I Actually, I really want to pursue that, but I'm sorry. It's 3 o'clock. We've gone to the top of the clock. Barry Shorts from Search Engine Roundtable, Search Engine, Search Engine Land, and Rusty Brick. Man, thank you so much for being on Webcology again. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah, friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It is the 4th of April, 2019. Thanks to Brasco and the Webmaster Radio team. Get out there and enjoy spring before summer's gone. We'll talk to you next week.